From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Today, Wednesday, the 18th of July, 2018, 23 people were injured after a lava bomb exploded and punctured the roof of a turboat off the big island of Hawaii Monday morning. Hawaii County Civil Defense reports that an explosion at the ocean entry hurled lava bombs and debris onto the lava tour boat. Four passengers were taken by ambulance to the hospital, one seriously injured with a fractured femur, this according to local KITV ABC4 in Hawaii. Passengers reported that the turboat was outside of the safety zone established by the U.S. Coast Guard. According to Fox News and the Associated Press, Kilauea Volcano has wrecked more than 700 homes since May after it entered a new active phase. There haven't been any serious injuries, however, except for one man who broke his leg after being hit by flying lava. Amazon's Prime Day started with a bang on Monday as the sipping giant ordering sites went down from many across the globe just 15 minutes after the year's biggest sales began. With stuttering service throughout the remainder of the day, Amazon still reported high sales, but the outage woes didn't end there. On Tuesday, Google Cloud services went down in part and either took down or otherwise crippled for a time the popular LA-based Snapchat social network, as well as the Discord chat service, the Spotify music streaming service, and the Pokemon Go and Rocket League games. By late Tuesday, all systems were up and running once again for now after just another reminder of how vulnerable and unstable so much of what we take for granted really is. In 1961, Scottish author Scylla Burnford published a story of three pets and their 300 miles through the Canadian wilderness in search of their beloved masters. The Incredible Journey is set in northwestern parts of Ontario, Canada and depicts the suffering and the stress of an arduous journey together with the unwavering loyalty and the courage of a bull terrier, a Labrador retriever, and a Siamese cat. If this sounds familiar in movie form, Walt Disney made two adaptations of this story. The first, just two years later in 1963, under the same title. Then in 1993, the story was again loosely adapted into Homeward Bound, with the setting changed to Northern California. The author based the fictional story on the animals that C and her husband owned while living in Canada. The Bull Terrier and the Siamese Cat in particular, in her words, had a relationship closer than any other cat and dog relationship I had ever seen. In the book, the animal's owners, the Hunters, leave to go to England for several months because the father is scheduled to give 
of a series of university lectures there. In the movie Homeward Bound, the premise is similar. Newly remarried Laura Burnford, yes, the same name as the original book author's last name, her husband Bob Seaver, and her three children travel to San Francisco for Bob's work, leaving the animals with a friend in the country. However, when the family leaves and doesn't seem to return, the animals grow restless and embark on a journey home to ensure the safety of their masters. In the book, the Labrador Retriever, Luath, is young and often mischievous. The movie Homeward Bound created the character Chance, an American Bulldog, from the original Labrador, and in both stories he often gets into trouble along the way. Bodger, the old English Bull Terrier, was the inspiration for Homeward Bound's Shadow, a wise old golden retriever who seems to be the glue that keeps the friends together. Sassy, the Himalayan cat in the film, was based on the Siamese cat Teo in Sheila Burnford's book, and faces several challenges in both book and movie, but always seems to purr right through with the air of a typical cat. All three animals often work together in the stories, and at the very end of their incredible journey homeward, the lovable pets are reunited with their lonely owners, and unlike the newer movie, in The Incredible Journey, the animals never talk. And yet, with a keen sense of descriptive language, both the original movie and the author make you feel as if they do, as if you know their personalities, their thoughts, and their intentions. The Incredible Journey and Homeward Bound have made for a great family movie night, and the book a great read for the entire family over a span of 57 years, and many more years of enjoyment promised for both young and old alike. Here at Outlook in Review, we've talked about love several times and the difference between what the world calls love and the biblical definition of love. Also, the mandate to love one another. But what about the compassion, the love, the communion, and the service towards other believers, towards fellow Christians? What is that supposed to look like? Loving fellow Christians is instinctive for genuine believers. Paul told the Thessalonians in chapter 4 of his first letter to them, Now as to the love of the brethren, you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. So we are instructed to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, but how much? Well, we shouldn't necessarily even need to ask that if our love for fellow believers in Christ is genuine. Paul continues by challenging the Thessalonians, and by the pattern of the Bible, all of us as Christians, to excel still more in love, because there is always room for believers to love one another more completely. But we need to remember that salvation evidences itself in the display of true godly love, since love is inherent in our new nature, in our hearts that have been redeemed and bought by Christ. 
Paul reminds us in Romans 5, the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Jesus said this about love among believers in John 13, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If we are truly Christians, we will, as Peter wrote in 1 Peter 1, fervently love one another from the heart. In his devotional book, Strength for Today, author John MacArthur asks some basic questions that we should examine ourselves with when loving other followers of Christ. First, do you care about other believers, or are you cold and indifferent? How do you respond to opportunities to give of yourself in various ways? Do you look forward to having fellowship with other Christians, talking with them, discussing the things of God, studying the Word together, and praying with them? When you encounter a friend at church who has a need, are you willing to provide money, time, prayer, resources, service, or even a sympathetic ear? If you can truthfully answer yes to those questions and others can answer yes as well in reference to you, you have great reason to be assured that Christ has in fact redeemed your heart and saved you, made you his, and given you his love. Now that love won't be perfect because we are human, but it is there and will manifest itself to others. May we as Christians always strive to represent Christ to all those that we meet and lovingly serve and minister to our brothers and sisters in Christ, giving of ourselves, sacrificing our time, our money, desires for one another and working as one body of believers in harmony and the love of Christ. And remember that as we read in 1 John 2, the one who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. Be still, my soul, my God to guide the future as he Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.